0: Tarot is basically the storyboard of parsing out with all the thoughts and ideas and things in your mind, putting it down on like literally the cards on the table for what you need to hear, not
1: what you want to hear, but the truth bomb that you need to hear. Hello and welcome to All the Things podcast. I'm your host Regina Lawrence. I am a former trial attorney turned entrepreneur breathwork and sound meditation practitioner, as well as the owner of a boutique social media marketing agency called All The Things Social. I believe that as human beings, we get to be all of the things. Brilliant, soulful, sexual, wildly inappropriate. We don't have to live in the boxes society tries to put us in. We get to be all of the things. On this show, you'll hear from some of my favorite humans and friends in a variety of spaces, including spirituality, business and branding, holistic health, sexuality, and neuroscience. This is a space for truly candid, soulful conversations with the goal of empowering you to be all of the things. Let's dive in. What if the secret to finding more peace more clarity, more patience in your life came from the power of your own breath. What if you could scale the success that you're having in life and do it all with a calm nervous system? Something that most people don't know is that our breath is one of the main factors that has a control over our nervous system. Think about it when you're stressed or anxious. What is the first thing that we as humans tend to do? We hold our breath and we stop breathing. That is exactly why I created breathewithregina.com. Breathe with Regina is a virtual breathwork membership that offers two live virtual breathwork classes a month that you can do from anywhere in the privacy of your own home and drop in and learn how to really use the breath as a way to calm the nervous system. I like to say that breath is meditation for the person who can't meditate. I know that I have always been that person and breath work has been the key for me. Go to breathewithregina.com and check it out. I'm offering $1 for the first two weeks of membership. That's right, only a dollar to check it out. And if after two weeks you don't see a difference or you're not interested, you can cancel at any time. So go to breathewithregina.com Dot com, sign up and join me for a class. I would love to see you there. Hello and welcome back to another episode of All the Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence. And today we are going into the woo with my girl Leah, the founder of Woo Woo Realm. Leah is an intuitive tarot reader, medium, and trauma-informed spiritual mentor. She left behind her former life as a tech executive to follow her heart's calling to make a name for herself in the spiritual world, and you guys are going to love her. She lives in Orange County, California with her husband, two kids, dog, and nine chickens. When she's not slinging tarot cards, you can usually find her tending to her backyard garden, studying astrology, researching all things woo, or relaxing with a glass of Cabernet on the couch. My girl. Leah's mission is to help others better understand themselves so they can step into their own innate power and manifest the life of of their dreams. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode where we dive into Leah's background going from a corporate executive and a tech company into this wild spiritual woo woo world and to share with you about the modalities in which she uses to help you connect to yourself and to connect to things that are greater than you. Enjoy. Okay, so Leah. One of the things that people listening to this are going to be the most curious about, because you and I are very similar, in that we came from these like crazy other careers Mm -hmm. into like complete left field. How did you go from working in tech to being like the most incredible, intuitive, tarot card, medium, badass that you are?
0: Oh, well, thank you for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that intro. That came I I love that
0: that leads because it's it was such a big part of my identity even mm. growing up as a kid, you know, uh, born and raised in South Central like Los Angeles, very rough upbringing. You got to do better than where you came from kind of thing, but never forget where you came from. And so that was always instilled in me and so we my siblings and I worked really hard to get where we are today even, right? And and so when I, I have this need to be like, Hey, I'm educated, you know, not that tarot readers or anybody in this world isn't right. educated, but it's like this stigma and uh, this retreat I went to this past weekend where I was a facilitator. Um, I felt like, man, I got more healing and awareness and like a slap across the face about my identity and who I truly am. Yeah. Um, and kind of leaving that old lifestyle behind. So to answer your question, um, I just, something broke in me and I think Mm -hmm. it was like a culmination of breaking little fractures that not only was the universe telling me this is not the path for you anymore, like you served your purpose, you can mark that off and check that off of your list, but it just, it stopped feeling authentic, the Mm -hmm. tech world. Um, It started feeling like a rat race, like a competition, like a quota um, Mm -hmm. that I had to meet and so my business partner and I, thank God, bless him for being so understanding, so open to the woo <laughs> mm-hmm. and so in tune with um, growth and awareness of self. And we both made a conscious decision that um, we have this saying, it's called never again, never again will we sacrifice our our worth, our authenticity, our families mm-hmm. um, for the sake of Dollars and cents, you know, contracts, um, this false sense of security that we built. And although it was such a good run, and I like I'm still mourning that loss of who that what that path could have provided and served. Mm-hmm. But this path that I'm on now is it comes, of course, with its challenges, its obstacles, it's all of the above. But what outshines all of that is that. It's challenging me, challenging me, excuse me, in ways that I never thought I could endure, sustain, overcome. And it's really teaching me a lot about myself. I wrote a post today about the beauty in this pause that I find myself in and how powerful that is to be inactive, right? This performative type of energy that we sometimes get into. It's okay to just kind of pause. And so that shift from tech world that, that live in the dream. I could be like, I'm a COO of this tech company. We do AR, VR and digital and it's, it's fancy, it's sexy. It's everything you ever wanted to be. But what it was lacking was this sustainability, Mm
1: -hmm. this,
0: I don't know. And for other people that could be their, their woo-woo realm. But for me, it really just, it was like, I had to conquer it. And I had to kind of learn the lesson and go through the motions of it and really figure out that this isn't for me mm-hmm. and that's okay. And then this woo-woo stuff is just like filling my cup up and I love it. I I hate saying I'm good at it, but I got to own it. Yeah. I really have to own it. And that's part of this identity thing that I'm talking about. I've been, I've been telling this story like <laughs> this entire weekend and week about how you shift into a new space that feels so right. Yeah. But there's such like imposter syndromes, like shrouded uh, all around inside out everywhere. And I think that's half the battle is, is just persevering through that and really figuring out whether this is for me or not. And if it's not, that's okay. I shift into something else,
1: but, but man, it feels so good. (laughs) It feels so good to be over here. So good. Something you said resonates deeply with me because I have moved, been moving through this as well, is that those prior careers became the identity. You Mm -hmm. weren't, you weren't Leah, you were Leah, the tech COO, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so in the unlearning and just stepping into who you really are, how has that, how has that felt? How has that been for you?
0: It has broken me down like you wouldn't believe in like the best way. It has, you know, they always say like peeling back the layers like an onion. It has completely undone me in such a necessary way that I think I needed all those masks to be forcefully ripped off of my face so that I just stood there and I felt like for a long time very alienated. I isolated myself, Mm -hmm. um, very lonely, right? This path is really lonely. And I want to tell people who go through this shift or any big shift in their life, it's really, really lonely. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't ask for support. And so it's, it's kind of this, what it's done is it's really shown me my strength. Um, this like tenacious part of me that is just so hungry for change, for Mm -hmm. wholeness, for um something greater, something yeah. more fulfilling. Um, and it really has taught me that I'm stronger than I ever thought possible. And it's because of what I've gone through, mm-hmm. because of all the shit that I thought would tear me down, all of the stuff that um, I thought it was shameful to have experienced, right? Yeah. And those are all the things that I think it's in the failures, right? We call them failures, but they're really just lessons. Yeah, I think it's in these really, really difficult things that break us down, like to rock bottom, to the core, mm-hmm. just like butt ass naked standing in front of everybody on the stage. Yeah, That's what really, really, that's where you find who you are. And that's yeah. what this has done. I have had to step out of my comfort zone in every regard and I think, I don't know how long I've been doing this, but this shift has probably been happening since 2019. Okay. And so fairly recent. And it's really shown me that I'm just like everybody else and everybody's just like me. We just mm-hmm. got different lenses, different perceptions, different damage, different healing, different journeys, priorities, you name it. But we're all like reaching towards the same thing, saying the same shit. We're just speaking a different language or taking another path to the end goal.
1: Totally with, okay. So 2019, is that when, when did you really start to have, like, I like to say a spiritual awakening of these gifts that you are stepping into and embracing now in your life? When did this start to happen for you?
0: Oh gosh. It's kind of a embarrassing story, but kind of hilarious at the same time. So um, I'm super type A, super extroverted or was, I'm kind of introverted now. Cause I'm trying to figure shit out, but I would, I was coined the drunk medium mm-hmm. because at some point it probably was 10 years ago It's probably after my daughter was born. She's going to be 12 in May. And so it was probably 10 to 12 years ago that, um, And obviously I wasn't drinking while I was pregnant, but after she was born, um, I would just have these crazy urges, super intrusive, super rude, (laughs) um, liquid courage, kind of, of impulses to be like, Hey, who's Barbara. And then it would just come through and I would just be, I would like mouth the diarrhea of psychicism and mediumship and it would just come out. And at that time I didn't realize that's really like not everybody wants to be knowing about this stuff when we're drinking and whatever. But at first it started with my friends. Then um, it kind of just, it strengthened, it intensified. And I just had this really strong calling to provide these messages. And afterwards it would be like, Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. Thank you. Or it'd be like, Hey, I don't want to know about that. Um, But I started really honing in on them after my daughter was born because on a separate note, she started saying things where I was like, Oh, you have abilities. Yeah. Like, I need to figure this out. And I recognized it because I had those abilities when I was younger, but because I was yeah. raised super Christian, mm-hmm. it was no, that's of the devil, don't do yep. that. So now it's through a totally different lens. Like I said, I've said to my mom, we're saying the same things right now. You're saying prayer, I'm talking about manifestation or intention, like. You're talking about speaking to elders. I just go to ancestors and deities and and the other yeah. side. Like it's we're saying the same thing. No harm, no foul. Um, it's not like I'm conjuring the dead and like trying to hex people here. <laughs> like another yeah. wrong hexing, but like you know, it's like I'm not. It's like harm to none. Yeah. And and so that's when I really started feeling like hmm, there's something here, and mm-hmm. it strengthened when I started. It's like a muscle. I started really honing it. Like I, a lifestyle change, and a mindset shift of this is for me. And so I'm going to explore it more. Mm.
1: So that how was, yeah, you, 10 years ago. How, when you say you started to hone this gift, what were yeah. you doing? So I
0: would read anything and everything I could get my hands on. It started with Abraham Hicks, right. And, and then it, it morphed into all the other people, people who have had these like encounters with God or the other side, near-death experiences, people who can see ghosts and spirits and apparitions. And I would just read everything and see what resonated and then set the intention that I'm open to this, but also protected from anything that is on the other side that I don't need to be dabbling in, Um, like the more darker side. And so I, I started doing protection spells around the house because that was a big thing for when my daughter was like, Who's that scary man behind you? And there's nobody standing there. Who's the cat in my crib? There's right. no cat. We're allergic to cats. Like right. all of that started happening. So a lot of things, the genesis of all this, the spark of it was protection. Mm. And then I started saying, huh, the energy seems different here. And I started seeing manifestations happening. Then I started seeing Um, like talking to angels more working with angels, I should say. And then I started getting readings. And so, and Mm. then they were saying, you know, you're really psychic, you know, you have these abilities. And I'm like, I know, but like, what do you do? And it's, it's really just, it's like working out. It's like a diet. You really have to explore, um, what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And you see the little progress here and there. It was like manifesting a parking spot Mm -hmm. right up in front. And then it's like, okay, I think this name starts with a D, you know? And then it's like, yeah, his name's David. And I'm like, I think he has this really strong smell. And it's just really honing in on the little things rather than trying to get it all, like picking Mm -hmm. one thing and then moving forward with that. And I remember in one lesson, um, I think it was a workshop or maybe it was something I read, but it was about honing your psychic abilities. And it's kind of like in, when you get a visual, like if you're a visual person, you get a picture in your head and it's like, it's on your phone, you you focus in on one thing, but if you zoom out, there's all these things available to you, right? Yeah. All these clues, hints, whatever. So you can zoom in like pinch and zoom, pinch and zoom. Um, to see and hone in on that little tiny detail and that's mm. how i kind of get more information from things and then also getting into the whole we all have our own language and symbolism when we see symbols during yeah. mediumship and figuring out what that means to mm. some people an apple might mean teacher or apple might mean childhood right yeah. like there's an orchard or something and so learning that, but taking it as the little by little by little by little, the littlest you can mm. and mastering that and feeling comfortable with it. And then opening up to a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like once you turn it on, I think I turned it on and it was too much. And I didn't know how to, I kind of got in trouble with it because I thought, yeah. oh, this is a fun game instead of it being like, this is a sacred type of like modality you're tapping yeah. into here. Yeah.
1: I think, um, I love that you talked about, it. it's like a muscle that you slowly work. People think like, oh, I don't have those gifts or I don't have that ability. Well, you probably can't squat 300 pounds if you yeah. never <laughs> squatted 20. Right. Yes. And so I think a lot of people, we all get these little pings of our gifts coming in at different mm-hmm. times. And maybe we don't have the eyes to see it, but even if yes. we do, it's like, well, what does that mean? Or how do I do it? And just as our human brains, we want to go from zero to a thousand.
0: Of course, insatiable. We are insatiable by nature, right? And that was another thing where I remember having these, and this is for anybody out there that is not visual. I'm very visual, but like, I don't see spirits. I feel them and see them in my mind's eye. Yeah, I can sense it more so. But what I do see are little like orbies, like little lights that pop out of people's heads mm-hmm. or on the side of the room in my like, uh, you know, periphery. It, it's, and that's how I know, okay, something's here. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so I feel and I can smell and I can, you know, and, and it just comes like that. Um, but I, I really feel like we, we want it all at once, like you said. Mm-hmm. And What really works is finding your own unique language in this space that allows you to understand what's going on versus it's like you, you're in control here. You say how slow or fast it goes, but also like enjoy, like stop and smell the roses every once in a while along this journey. And I think a big thing is not trying to take it all in because I mean, girl, it's once you open that door, that door is open to everything.
1: Yeah. And anyone.
0: Yeah. It's, and so learning how to protect is probably a good way to start or place to start and then moving forward. Cause I'm glad I started there because along the way, there were some iffy times where I was like, Hmm, feels like something's following me psychic attack. Cause when you do readings for other people, you absorb all their stuff
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: you're basically a therapist. So protection is a good place to start and then go through that lens of what do I need to see, not what I want to see. Mm,
1: I love that you said that about protection because every time I sit down and open up my channel, the first thing I do is I set the bubble, the protection, the gold light. What do you do? um, What's like a practice that you could share Mm -hmm. about people who are learning how to start to protect themselves?
0: I will actually share what was taught to me. So when my daughter, um, like I said, was having her abilities, my husband, um, his aunt came over from Holland and right away she went to, my daughter's name is Emiko, she went to Emiko at 10 months and she was just like doing this thing with her hands hovering over her head. And I I don't know why, I just knew exactly what she was going to tell me. And then I said, okay, so how do I protect this light? That's like emitting from her because she's like, you have to protect her. Like, how do I protect her? And she said, it's very simple. It's visualization. It's intention. Visualize yourself as a tree. And then your roots going so deep into the earth, down to the core of the earth and anchoring into them, into that energy, into that space, Mm -hmm. into that rock, whatever, crystal, just imagine it and imagine these roots going far, wide, deep, all of that. And then imagine the crown of the tree being surrounded by this beautiful light, whatever color brings the most joy to you. It could be gold. It could be honey. It could be like a honey gold. It could be white. It could be pink, iridescent, whatever. Mm. Whatever that color is for you at that given moment, because it could change. Imagine it just hovering over all through and through. And you just ask your guides, your team, please protect me and my family and my loved ones. So that was like a very simple one. And now, like, if you ever see me snap out of nowhere, it's I'm doing that. But that snap just does it for me instead of having to sit there for five minutes and envisioning everything. So I snap when I need to check my energy, when I feel like my thoughts are, are wandering. When mm-hmm. I feel just a psychic attack, I feel it's something's not mine. I need to just snap back to recenter. That's basically what it does for me. And that's been a really easy thing for me to do when I'm on the go and, or if I'm in like a public space. Yeah. Um. And another thing really important is the white light is really visualizing yourself being surrounded by white light mm-hmm. and it just being protection and a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to shroud myself in black light, right? Protection. It's like, no, that's mm-hmm. you not letting anything in.
1: Yeah. You need
0: the guidance. You need the insight. You need that light to be penetrable. Um, so what I do now is there's a different material and textures I shroud myself in or protect myself mm-hmm. in. So if I still want light to get through, um, but still be protected, I put a mesh like net around me. And then I put a white light or I put a mirror Mm -hmm. that will reflect. If I feel like there's weird energies in the room or it's just somewhere where there's a lot of energies, I don't know about a mirror is really good for that visualization of it bouncing off and reflecting back. It's really good for return to sender spells Mm -hmm. and work just anything that you don't want to penetrate into your aura, your energy, your life. Mirrors are a very good way to, or uh, things to work with and visualize yeah. to protect your energy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love that. Something else you mentioned, which I do, I think a lot of people don't think about very often is like the power of our teams that we work oh. with the protective power of the angelic realm and our ancestors, our healed ancestors. Um, and that's a practice that I've gotten into. Like we forget about, I think we like, we often forget about oh, them. We do. Yes. And then it's like, Oh shit, they can help me. Like they yes. can give me another layer of protection
0: and and comfort. I think that's one thing that has transcended through Christianity, religion, like this existential atheism I went through. I always, always felt that there was something right. There's yeah. an angel protection, whatever there's good that wants to keep us going. And so I remember at night when I would be scared that whatever boogeyman in my closet under the bed, um, my mom would say, uh, pray that there's a guardian angel around each window and door that's protecting you and call Mm -hmm. upon your angels. So that, that, I mean, that still applies. Yeah. Like I said, saying the same thing here, right? I just call on my team to protect. And I taught my daughter, my son, this um, and giving you the power back to say, I want protection. So I am protected, right? Mm -hmm. I believe I am protected. I want comfort. So my angels give me comfort. I think that's the simplest way to start with the other side is to call upon your angels because then you're not trying to parse out, is it this uncle? Is it this grandma? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, like right. that's different. Guides are totally different. Ancestors are different. Um, but angels are these, I mean, exactly what people think they are, right? And whatever mm-hmm. religion or spirituality that you think, they're these pure white light and and I, I equate them to comfort and protection. Yeah. Um, and so it's such a beautiful way to start because they're all around you all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. I think yeah. that they also zap themselves into people, strangers, and you're able to kind of get these messages that you wouldn't otherwise. And like, mm-hmm. cause you're like, give me a sign, give me a sign, give me a sign. And they're like, here you go. Yep. Yep. You don't need a butterfly or a hummingbird. You're going to have this person come up and pay for your groceries and the, or they're going to be like, okay, you can get over in this lane. It's the little things that we don't notice that are like, what an angel,
1: what an angel, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I um, My name is Virginia Angelica. And I was named after the queen of the angels. And so from the time I was little, like you, it was always like praying to your angels. Who's your guardian angel? Asking for angelic protection, you know? Yes. I love it. How did you get... Okay, so we talked about when the gifts started to come online, honing your gifts. How? Where did tarot come in for you?
0: So tarot... I've always had tarot secretly in my back pocket. I just was so afraid to admit it even to myself Hmm. because again I was brought up that it's the devil it's evil it can unleash evil and it's like absolutely the opposite so I started really using tarot in 2016 it might have been earlier I forget um But I've been dabbling since I was a kid. I remember going into the schoolyard and being like, collect the leaves and water and let's do a seance in the corner of the yard. (laughs) Of course. We're all all baby witches. Yeah. And so I started really watching. And this is where I was like, okay, tarot, I need to do tarot for a living. I was watching YouTube because I was too afraid to buy a deck on my own. If someone had a deck, I would play with it or a Ouija board or whatever spirit board. But I really got into it because, um, I would watch this one YouTube reader and I swear she was reading my life, even though it's a general, like verbal yeah. reading, she was reading my life and helping me through this phase of like going from, um, a independent contractor for the tech company that I eventually became co-owner and, and COO of. And it was just like every single reading she was speaking to my soul. Like it it really resonated on a level where I was like, there's something here, there's something more here. And so I wanted to do that for myself on just a regular basis. And I finally, finally officially bought a deck instead of like going online and pulling a card, you know, whatnot and, and doing it that way. And it was the mystic Mondays deck and I had the privilege of working with Grace at Mystic Mondays, which was phenomenal and a dream come true and full circle kind of moment. Yeah. But um, I got a deck and then I was shuffling it. Uh, did it, I was too scared to pull cards. And then they flew out. And that's how I pull cards now. <laughs> yeah. And the high priestess kept pull, or, or kept flying out. And I was like, what does this mean? And I was like, she keeps flying out. And I kept writing, reading the meaning. And then I finally figured out that after researching and obsessing over it, that when she flies out, tarot is meant to be part of your spiritual healing journey or part of your like career path, like your life purpose. And so I took it quite literally and started taking steps towards, okay, let me just read for my friends then. Let me just do this. Let me do that on a personal level, um, but keep it secret. And then I think it was in 2020. Twenty, yes, because it's my three-year, it was my three-year anniversary on the 14th of January for WooWoo Realm. Um, I I don't know what came over me, but I was like, I'm starting an Instagram where I just teach people how to do tarot um, in accordance to like my pace and my journey and whatnot. And then it morphed into what it is today of me doing coaching and tarot readings and making workbooks. It's crazy yeah. what this, what it evolved into, but it's felt so organic, so fulfilling, so rewarding.
1: Will you explain to the listeners what tarot is? Because I think that there is so much misinformation and there is a lot of fear yes. around tarot. Yes. Okay. So what I believe tarot is
0: and how I use it. And I say this a lot. It's like a weather forecast. So we can predict certain things to a certain degree, to a certain level, whatever, with accuracy, to a certain level of accuracy or with a certain level of accuracy based on what we know right now. The conditions, the weather patterns, all of this. Tarot is exactly that. Like the winds can shift and a whole nother weather system can come through, right? That's free will. So tarot is basically the storyboard of parsing out your, with all the thoughts and ideas and things in your mind, putting it down, on, like literally the cards on the table for what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, mm-hmm. but the truth bomb that you need to hear, right? And it's like going to a friend, a really close friend and asking for advice. You can take it or leave it. That's your prerogative. That's your free will. That's all of the above. Mm-hmm. So tarot and when i do readings i can predict or identify i hate saying saying predict because there's so much wrapped into that and negative connotation in that word i can identify certain things or patterns that this is the likely outcome this is the guidance you need right now knowing what we know right now knowing what you just told me and just divulged and what's coming through this is your advice this is your xyz Mm-hmm. This is your roadmap. And so it doesn't conjure the dead. I mean, sometimes it does. yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't if you if you don't want it to. It's not going to, like open up this portal for evil to come through, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it, you have to be intentional with it and respect it, yes. But it's not going to be like, I don't know, I think people just figure it's going to be like the exorcist if they pick up a tarot deck. And really, it's therapy. Yeah. It is it is a way to get your thoughts on paper, quote unquote, and to get the guidance, like I said, that you need to hear at that time mm-hmm. versus, oh, I don't know if I should. And in that, in knowing, in having that insight and guidance and awareness, it gives you the power back to choose. Mm-hmm. And so as you start using it more as a tool mm-hmm. and and not as like giving your power away to the cards where the power or like whatever the cards say I have to do. No, right. take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Um, and it really allows you to reclaim your power because you're in the know. Mm-hmm. You have this sense of confidence, of foresight, of, um, of just kind of this comfort of knowing that you're going to be okay, regardless of what the outcome is. Yeah. It kind of brings this peace of mind that I think we always seek externally. And what tarot does is says, oh, no, honey, you got this. Mm -hmm. Like, here's what you needed to know. So now go do it. Yeah. And I love that about tarot. It has taught me so much about myself, so much about how much power I was giving away and how I can just reclaim it very easily in shifting Mm -hmm. perspective and And getting a, because each card is like a piece of a puzzle in your story, right? And you kind of dictate what that means. And you dictate how that plays out. And I love that about tarot. It's so fun. I mean, when you really get to know tarot, it's like your Mm -hmm. best friend. It is really it's that best friend who's like, "No, no, honey, this is what you need to hear."
1: Yeah. The yeah. thing I the thing I love about every time I have a tarot reading and this happened in the reading. So, the way I met Leah, I was facilitating breathwork at a festival in Southern California and Danielle who was helping to run the festival and Leah are very good friends and Danielle was like you need to do a reading with Leah and as soon as i met Leah i was like i love this human i'm going yes, to do a reading yes. with her i was like the first person to come in the morning for a reading and um you know a lot of times like i'm very intuitive we we get in our human brain and we're mm-hmm. like is that right mm-hmm. every time i sit with tarot cards with a reader it's just a reminder of what it, my intuition has been saying and it, to the point where it's like always word for word. So for me, when I went to Leah, my question was about my partner. Like, when is my partner coming? When I sit with this question, the thought, the thing that always comes through is you just got to keep doing you and doing your life and building your businesses and they will show up as you are doing this. And literally we sat in a reading together and you were like, you just need to keep doing you. You just this year, you just keep doing you and they're going to show up. And it was the words that had come through to me from source came through Leah and the cards. And so I just love that it is often a reminder of what it can be a reminder of what we know, but we're for some reason resistant to like leaning into
0: Absolutely. I always tell people when they sit down in front of me, I ask them have you had a tarot reading before? And more often than not, I get no, I haven't. This is my first time and I love that. I yeah. love that. Um I love popping that cherry cuz totally. I do it. So- <laughs> I'm a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take care of you, baby. (laughs) I'm going to take my time and do it. right. And so I just tell them it's not going to be scary. It's, it's actually really confirming. I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know. And if I do Mm. trust that you were meant to know this right now, and it was coming regardless if I said it or not. And I love that people just, it's like a breath of fresh air, my readings. Um, That's what Mm. I've gotten a lot is, Oh, you confirmed exactly what I was hoping, or you confirmed what kind of like what I was fearing, but I needed to hear. Yeah, And so there's real power in that. There's, there's a sense of peace in that, that I think I get more healing from readings than like I did with this retreat. I get more out of facilitating and being the reader yeah. And I think the people get, because it's, it's like my story. I've been through hell and back so many times that I, I feel like, okay, maybe that's why I went through it. So I yeah. can relate so that I can, can just spew off these, these words of wisdom that I don't know where they come from, yep. but here you go. And uh, yeah, I'll never tell you anything. It's just confirming what you need to know.
1: I love what you just said about like being a practitioner. Like it's this weekend, it was more for you. You felt like than the participants. Every time I finish breath work, something I say every time is every time I hold a session, it is just as much a session for me as it is for you. Because I think like how beautiful that the work that we do every time we do it is just as healing
0: for us. Oh my gosh. I, this past weekend, I won't say her name. It starts with a J. She knows who she is. I'm pretty sure she follows you. Um, I thanked her for the reading. Mm -hmm. It was so powerful and such a reminder of our own like feminine strength and and wisdom and capabilities. Mm. I was like, thank you. Yeah. And it was, I have never had a reading. It was part mediumship. It was part channel. It was part truth bomb. It was like therapy. It was come to Jesus. It was all of the above where she just trusted me and I trusted her and my abilities. Um, and it was a beautiful, beautiful dance back and forth. And it felt like I, I cried during the reading. She cried during the reading and we hugged after and then she had a photo shoot with, um, Lexi after, mm-hmm. and it was just like, boom. boom, even Lexi felt it. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it, some
1: readings I'm like, "Who? I need to pay you for this. <laughs> I need to have a cigarette. after." This. I know. I feel like that after session so often, it's just like, it's like, takes it like, takes it out of me in the best way. Uh-huh. Yep. And oh it can gosh. be like, I felt like dizzy after Yeah, it was
0: exhilarating. And so that I love readings like that. Ugh. Oh, it's love the them best.
1: Um, when I was reading your bio, it says that you do trauma informed spiritual mentorship. Yes. C- tell me about that. Cause I didn't know that you did that.
0: So I don't really market it, Um, I usually, if I do a reading, uh, and someone I feel called to be like, Hey, I do one-on-one if you're interested, you know, Yeah. because it's such a sacred space and container that takes a lot out of me, but Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, so the trauma informed part, somebody actually asked me this this weekend, what does that mean? And I said, basically kind of go through all the training and whatnot, but you just don't go to like medical school or get certified or have a. Uh, a certain uh, identification after a marker after your name. And so I have been on this journey, trying to understand myself and my trauma more because Mm. it really, like I said, helps me identify why I think the way I do, why my brain works the way it does, why my body is the way it is sometimes. And so, um, I really wanted to dip into just like real deep into there. Cause I'm a shadow work worker. I dive in, dive into the depths of stuff. I'm surprised I'm not a Scorpio, hmm. but I want to know, like I want to know all of the dirty, deep, dark secrets you have. And I have yeah. so that we can really just make friends and ally like allies with them yeah. and that as, those aspects of ourselves, because I feel like those are the big dark clouds that keep us from, really taking the leap of faith into the unknown because we don't trust ourselves because we don't trust those parts of ourselves. So the trauma informed part is a big teacher of mine is Dr. Gabor Mate and his compassionate inquiry and his take on addiction, his take on how trauma transforms things in your brain, your body, your life, your everything, Mm -hmm. your generations. Um, and like your sensitivity to, to things, it makes you feel less crazy and more like in control of things where, like, Oh, I can change that. I'm not like this damage, these damaged goods. I actually can like reclaim that part of yeah. me. And I can understand it in a new way in a new lens or through a new lens. And so I use those tools and that wisdom and learning and experience experiences, I should say, And apply that to what other people are going through. And instead of it being traditional like talk therapy, which I do with my therapist, but I have to like, I have to kind of tiptoe because I'm fully immersed in this woo-woo stuff. So it's like, I did this spell work today. Yeah, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Um, And so uh, I was talking to my guides today. And so I, I kind of meld the two where it's, it's talk therapy. It's getting it out. It's addressing things head on, Mm -hmm. facing your fears, but through it, doing it through a lens of spirituality, doing it through a lens of, of a more magical lens, right? Like I can do a cord cutting spell and help you with that. It doesn't just magically poof it away but it's a, it's kind of like a marker, like a cord cutting is a marker for the intention that you're investing in yourself right now at this given moment in time. I'm going to help facilitate that. I'm going to do a reading after to tell you what, what happened during the ceremony, what your advice is and going forward. And then we go from there. And so the easiest way to answer your question is it's talk therapy through a magical spiritual lens. And it, 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 it like addresses trauma and the way we think about ourselves, feel about ourselves, look at look at ourselves, mm-hmm. in a different perspective. Where I give you the power back. Excuse me. You give yourself permission to take the power back. You yeah. like a permission slip, and you understand your experience and your trauma differently. So mm-hmm. it's not shameful anymore. There's power in that. Reclaim it, mm-hmm. and so we just look at it differently. Um, where if I think about like traditional talk therapy. It's like I said, I have to tiptoe a little bit. I have to we're mm-hmm. this. I'm like, give me all the woo you need. Like you tell totally. me how woo you need it. And then we can we can concoct that. We can be the alchemists of that and we could yeah. pour a little bit of this, sprinkle a little bit of that in there.
1: Yeah. And
0: that work has been profoundly life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I kind of have to like stop and pause sometimes because I'm like. I have clients who trust me enough to do this. So that means I must trust myself a hell of a lot too. And it's, they're all mirrors for me. And I love that. I love that. And that's healing in and of itself. So it's like furthering my um, trauma work and healing journey and uh, you name it. It's just, it's beautiful. Well, and the
1: thing I love about that, which is like a gap for me with traditional talk therapy is we live in the 3D and we live in the 5D. Yes. We have, we need to do the soul work and we need to do the human work. And oftentimes we do one or the other. We do all the soul work, but we have not dealt with the the trauma that's manifesting in this human vessel. Yeah. We don't want to
0: mandate it. Yeah. No yeah
1: or or yeah. we do like the, bo- the human work, the strictly therapy work, mm-hmm. and then we're totally neglecting the fact that like we're operating on another realm as well. Absolutely. And I think that's so important to identify because
0: one, I feel like a lot of people are just like, like doctor here, here's a pill. It'll go away. That's bandaid. Um, and you still feel like shit about yourself, right? It's getting to the demons inside, like the quote unquote demons as we are told they are and really seeing that they're not so scary Mm -hmm. that this happened to me. It is not Part of me. And a big thing, like to speak to that, I identified that, um, and also with the help of my therapist. So, yes, talk therapy is very mm. important too, um, all the layers, right? And I identified that because I came from like a rougher background, it was like survival mode all the time. I identified at almost 40 years of age that anger and almost rage sometimes has become a persona that I've taken on as a protection and survival mechanism, because it makes me feel safe. It makes me Mm. feel seen. I'm, I'm five, two, I'm this tiny little firecracker. And when I show up, it's almost like little man syndrome, I guess, (laughs) 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 where I would use my, I would use my wit, my personality, um, people would say like, they would always say that, like, I was like a little firecracker. So I would use mm-hmm. this, like these big emotions as, and take them on as like my identity and persona. And now that doesn't serve me anymore. And she was like, well, what does it look like <clears throat> if you don't have rage, like in the equation or rage, anger in the equation, what is, what does Leah look like? Mm-hmm. And I had to stop and think about it. Cause I don't think I've ever, it's been such a big part of like, Like you just go there. Like it's the fuse. And I finally identified, oh my God, it's woo-woo realm. Because if you meet me, you're like, well, there's a disconnect here. Like it's super soft and airy and, and, and like calm there. And then you meet me and I'm like, like I cuss. I, (laughs) I don't (laughs) stop talking. I'm loud. I'm funny. And so that aspect of me, I'm like, I think I created woo-woo realm and I'm like working backwards to find the happy medium and everybody yeah. else is just following me along on this journey of kind of this dance I'm doing to figure out who the hell I am right now. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a vulnerable thing. It's scary. It's, um, it's frightening. <laughs> But most importantly, it's necessary. I feel like it's so necessary for me to do this publicly because there's like a level of accountability there and responsibility. And so, yeah, I feel like that has been really, I guess, pivotal in recognizing where I'm at in my trauma journey, right? My healing journey. And it allows me to then take that in and put it into the work that I do with other people. And I love that. I love that it's it never ends. Like this mm-hmm. mirroring, this, never this reflection, this always expanding. Right? You're you're always expanding into something greater. So there's just more room to fill. So what are you going
1: to fill it with? Right? Right. And that's been really exciting. Really, really exciting. You know what? It's something you touched on in talking about like the difference between woo woo realm and yourself. Um, there's nothing I have found that makes you forces you to figure out who you really are than when you're trying to build an authentic brand online.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Because it's like, I've had the same struggle where like people will see my brand and they're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. It's so perfect. It's so blah, blah, blah. But then in real life, like I am this like big mouth Italian girl from Philly who will tell who will love you in one minute and tell you to go fuck yourself in the next. Yes. Like, and so how do we bring those pieces and parts of us? But then Mm -hmm. I'm also deeply feminine, deeply soft, deeply masculine and strategic, right? Like, how do we bring all of those pieces of ourselves together? And it's in trying to bring them together that we realize, like, oh, this is why I show up like this. And this is Mm -hmm. why this is just disjointed. And this is my trauma with this. Absolutely. And that's kind of the work I do with people is in
0: recognizing that I am a multifaceted person. I'm fractured because I'm multifaceted. It's not a brokenness. It's actually, I have the ability, this facet of myself is able to deal with this particular type of experience in the Mm -hmm. external world. And this one is able to soften me. They all kind of work together. And I think. We're, we're taught that that's not good. Okay. That's really good. This isn't. So we're, we're, Mm -hmm. we're like fighting ourselves all the time and really healing and the work that is to be done in understanding yourself and coming to terms with yourself and returning to your wholeness is understanding that those parts of you are necessary because that shadow work allowed you to catapult into something so much greater than you could ever think of Mm -hmm. because you fucking survived that. And it Absolutely. took you going to rock bottom in order to muster up the courage, be the Phoenix rising from the ashes, um, and doing the work to expand and to get the fuck out of there. Right. Yeah. Cause that didn't feel good. Every single facet of you, every single aspect of you is so necessary. Even the parts that we call damaged and hurt mm-hmm. and pained and wronged. Those were all, those are all necessary components to the wholeness that is us and everybody looks different, right? Like every diamond looks different at whatever. I mean, insert whatever you want. That's what makes us unique. And it's like, we're these like snowflakes and it's all necessary when you take a step back and it's like every single one of you is different. But when we collectively like look at it as a collective whole Mm. and being and universe, it's a beautiful landscape and it's all, we're all necessary here. Um, it's what we do with those facets of ourselves that is most necessary and important where yeah. I could solely think that I'm damaged and go through life, this complete asshole. Right. And, and ignore the parts of myself that are soft and receiving and need love and can give love and, and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and so that has been profound in my journey too, as of late is I say my identity It's not just one identity, like COO of the tech company, um, college graduate, daughter, mother, you know, whatever it may be. It really is all of them. My identity, what I'm trying to figure out is this: the particular, it's like they all have a percentage, right? How much of what is the perfect mixture (laughs) of me now? Because I feel like imposter syndrome seeps in when we try to just 100% one part of ourselves and deny the other parts. And it's like, no, it's a give and take. It's a dance. It's a, it's a spectrum. It's a, whatever you want to call it, it's supposed to ebb and flow. So figure out what that looks like at any given moment. And the way that you kind of navigate that is knowing what your center is. And that's where the work is being done is to find out what that center is for yourself and what that looks like for you. So you can always come home to it. And then use that as your navigation tool, even when you're going through the depths of darkness, right? Or mm-hmm. the highs of the highs. Um, that's most important because life is life and it's mm-hmm. going to hand you lemons, going to hand you fucking unicorns, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. You just need to know what, how to deal with it and use those little, it's like you have this, um, like you're a DJ and you're finding the perfect mix of things. Totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, this is so good, girl.
0: Oh, thank I love you, this. <laughs> thank you
1: so much for coming on and sharing all of your beautiful truths with my podcast audience. Yes.
0: Thank you for having me. I I can't tell you how excited I was that you contacted me and that we're doing this. And yes. it's it's a manifestation of mine. So I can Amen. check that one off.
1: <laughs> Amen. Um, something I want to share with the audience, because I know we spend a lot of time talking about tarot, and I know that my audience is so interested in tarot. Leah has created an intro to tarot guide and study. Um, It's 76 pages of tarot card interpretations, a unique methodology for learning the cards, cheat sheets, work pages, freebies, special discounts, and more. We'll have the link for this in the show notes as well. Um, And we'll we'll share all of your info, but where can people find you, connect with you, schedule readings with you?
0: So online, I am predominantly on Instagram, so at woowoo realm or on my website WooWooRealm.com.
1: Amazing. Yes, yay. Thank you so much. Thank please, you. Please everyone, if you are interested, book a reading with Leah. She is such a powerful, intuitive, medium tarot card reader. You will not regret it. Um, make sure you follow her on Instagram check out her website. And if you're interested in getting into tarot, go and purchase this guide. It will be amazing for you. Um, If you guys love this episode, please, please, please take a screenshot, share it in your story, tag Leah and myself and DM us and let us know what you loved about the episode, what you're taking away from it. We would love to hear from you. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you loved this episode as much as I loved creating it, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes. We will be forever grateful at All The Things Podcast. And if you found something inspiring or you know somebody who could benefit from it, please share this to your story, tag us, send it to a friend. So much love, friends.